You're listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. I love that name. It's it's a name of a podcast. Yeah, the spilt milk <laughs> podcast. Where'd that come from, Mikey? Sarah, it came from the Lord. The Just <laughs> spoke to <laughs> the me Lord and spoke said, to "This you. is this is the was name it, of your podcast." Was it like an audible speaking or more of a it, it circumstantial? Could, it could be related to my child, maybe. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. So I am Mikey Puckett. And I'm Sarah Harris. And we believe that all, all students, students are, are lovable, lovable through a relationship with, with Jesus. Jesus. Yes. We did it. We are really good at this. <laughs> We're already nailing the podcast. <laughs> I know. I think we should just end it right now. Let's, let's do. <laughs> Our listeners no. are like, this is great. This is, I know. If I was a listener, I would be saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're nervous. I'm yeah. nervous. Oh, for sure. Sarah, you're nervous. <laughs> Pretty nervous. We do think that like podcasting, you know, in my mind, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really easy. But it's actually, if you're really trying to make a good podcast, I think it's a lot harder it's, it's, than it seems. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I don't think I ever realized how much goes in behind the scenes of a of a legitimate podcast. Which this is, this of is course. This is totally legitimate. We have some other podcasts that are not associated with... <laughs> We won't tell you the names of them. <laughs> no, no, we definitely won't. And uh, but I don't, I don't think we've put quite this much work into them. We're really taking this one seriously. Yeah, because I, we really care about our parents. We really care about our students. And I think it's just like I wanted, I want to do a good job for you guys. And so in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to do the best I can. I want to do the best I can <laughs> for them. But then, like, I'm like, they probably hate this right now. <laughs> like, no. I have this little voice inside my head saying. No. You suck. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if we engage. If you engaged your story, where that would come in. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh oh. <laughs> foreshadowing to what our podcast is really <laughs> yes. all about. Uh, we we really do. Um, we we really love our students. We love you guys as parents. Um, and we we really think parenting teens is is difficult. Is is really hard. It can be lonely. It can be exhausting. If anything, we want this podcast to maybe just be a place for you to uh, feel like you have teammates. Um, mm. to feel like you have people in the fight with you and we are mm-hmm. uh, we're real people uh, we're your you know um, we're your pastors um, we're your mm-hmm. shepherds uh, so we're with you um, we want to we want to do this with you guys um, yeah. and uh, our hats go off to you we know your kids <laughs> <laughs> man what a hard job to parent these kids Listen, let's just start off by saying you the parents you guys are awesome all right? they're, they're our heroes you're our heroes guys yeah we only do it for like you know, like we're only a few hours kid. a week. Yeah, a few hours a week. You guys are every day. So yeah, we when I'm tired of your kids, I send them home to you. <laughs> no, we're really. I mean, seriously, you guys are have a special place in heaven mm-hmm. as a parent. <laughs> so, anyways, um, but one of the things that we've noticed uh, in parenting, and I've noticed in my own parenting, is this constant cycle of failure and shame, and it just mm-hmm. you fail, and then the shame, and you fail, and then the shame. And then, those, you know, the world's saying, try harder, do these five steps, do, you know, um, 10 ways to get closer to your kids, mm. you know, 10 ways to, you know, um, build a great family community. Mm. 
I mean, it's just exhausting um, over and over again. And um, it, it leads into this failure and shame culture that we have in parenting. And so that's why this podcast is really, it's really for those who are out there who are failing and, and are feeling the shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel that all the time. Um, all the time. I, I feel the failure and the shame. So this this podcast is for <laughs> the parents who just dropped their kids <laughs> off at school and cussed them out on the way. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or uh, you know. On uh, the way to church. On the way to church. Yeah, Emily yeah, and man. I, we'll, we'll get in a big fight on the way to church <laughs> and then uh, show up at church and, and pretend like everything's Smiles. cool as a cucumber. Yeah. And uh, we think we're fooling everybody, but I don't, I think, Sarah, you probably yeah can I can yeah yeah I can see it on the faces <laughs> the I can tension. tell I can tell in the way you move your hand during announcements that oh yeah something right. just happened something just <laughs> traumatic <laughs> happened in the car I'm sure the children's ministry team too when they get tripped that morning are like what's wrong he's yeah. in hysterics <laughs> yeah exactly it was about a fight this morning so a big a big thing for us is we're gonna we're going to go and wage war against uh shame uh and and the way we do that is with vulnerability uh, and the reason why we can be vulnerable is because of the gospel. Uh, Jesus uh, becomes vulnerable. Jesus comes to earth, mm-hmm. uh, becomes human, experiences our experiences, um, mm-hmm. and pays the price um, for our sin and uh, resurrects on the third day, mm-hmm. conquering sin and death so that you and I, we can go back to the places of our deaths, the places of our sins, the places of our trauma, the places of our hurt, and open that up. And, and so that's what we're going to try to do. Um, through this podcast is uh, essentially um, open up um, and allow the Lord to work and move. So mm-hmm. that's our prayer uh, for you guys um, is, is that you would join us in um, experiencing the gospel. So let's send it. I like it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. story that is where we're going right now this second Woo. wow okay. uh sarah we're spilling the milk first question okay have you ever seen the lion king do you mean the lion king animated or the lion king live or the lion king on broadway sarah always animated i've seen that's all the three. original right? it is the original it, and it is Outside of Broadway production, the best Lion King. The only Lion King, really. Yeah, there's like mixed reviews on the real life Did not stuff. like that one. Hated the it. The CGI. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Boring. Really? I did not enjoy I've, it. I haven't seen it, so don't, you don't recommend watching Don't waste it. your time. Just watch the animated version. I'm tempted. To, I want to watch. I want to start going through like Disney movies with Trip and be like, oh, mm. you're like my faves. When I was a little kid, this was yeah. one of my faves. Like yeah. after watching The Lion King, I would run around the house on all fours, <laughs> you know, war, you know, warring as loud as I could and <laughs> acting like I was a lion, you know, all the time. <laughs> I don't think it's an appropriate movie though yet for Trip. Do you? I mean, he's two, so he might he? think it's, he might enjoy it. I don't know. I mean, he's not old enough yeah, to really Yeah, he can't really, really get. sit through a movie. Right, that's true. <laughs> Daniel Tiger's about as long as he can go. Oh, he loves some Daniel Tiger. <laughs> He is into some Daniel Tiger. So maybe he liked the Lion King. He likes like the whole cat theme. Yeah. Big cats. I kind of feel like his spirit animal might be a lion. I don't know. He kind of has that. He like, does love to roar. Yeah, he does. I mean, he really, really likes to roar <laughs> at the dinner table specifically. <laughs> I'll be looking at him like I'll just like stare at him in his eyes and he'll look at, back at me in my eyes. And I'll be like, he'll like look away and be like, Trip, look back at my eyes. 
And for whatever reason, that's his cue to look at me in the eyes and go, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes, gosh. let's go. Let's go. So With the cutest face. Yeah. Anyways, you might be thinking to yourself, what in the world are we talking about? <laughs> we are thinking the same thing. <laughs> that was completely off script. So send we it. Are, yeah. <laughs> this is starting off well. Anyways, the reason why we bring up the Lion King is because we actually think that Simba uh, gives us a lot of parallels to how we can navigate our story. And so when I'm talking about our story, I'm essentially talking about this is I want you as a parent to think of yourself as a little kid again. Uh, or, or let's imagine wherever you are, if you're driving your car, if you're at your house, uh, and I want you to bring into the room right now your little kid self. And whatever age that is, you know the age, you know. And think about w- what is your little kid self wearing? Like what are the clothes? Like if I were to bring little Mikey into the room, <laughs> he would, uh, he would one, he would probably be, I think, around the ages of seven and eight. Uh, he would have his glasses on. He would have, um, you know, a, an Auburn shirt on and gym shorts uh, because that's just what little Mikey wore all the time. And so little Mikey is sitting right next to me. Sarah, <laughs> what would Sarah look like? Oh, Sarah would probably be wearing a blue jean mini skirt. She's probably like five. Okay. Blue jean mini skirt, some sort of T-shirt that has like a fun gra- 90s graphic on it. I like it. Hair and pigtails, bright blonde hair, pigtails pigtails yeah and was that every day like i had to you know i don't i I do remember wearing a lot of little ponytails and pigtails you know i just had like the the stereotypical blonde thin cute hair and i was always ready for a picture i think they just people just followed me around like people being (laughs) not the paparazzi (laughs) yeah but my family the question is would little mikey and little sarah be friends Probably. I was friends with everybody. Okay, and my good. guess is that you were too. I was I was pretty shy, pretty pretty like if yeah. I if you were to tell little Mikey that you were going to do a podcast, <laughs> he he would say no He'd way. I would literally tell my friend I would if I wanted something, I would tell my friends to go ask for that for me. Like That's, they would yeah. speak for me. So. I guess I was a little shy too, but I made friends very easily. Yeah. So would, I think we would have been friends. What would little Sarah think of you right now as Oh gosh. As a podcast, she so. would, she would probably be asking for my autograph. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. So. I've always dreamt of fame and fortune, and <laughs> I'm maybe never fortune, but fame is certainly on the horizon. <laughs> I love it. So, you, wherever you are, bring your little kid self into the room and actually imagine them in the room with you, and that's what we want to do right now, um, with you guys. And so Simba, um, in the story, uh, and. If you haven't seen the movie, spoiler Spoilers. alert, <laughs> big time spoilers, <laughs> we're going to spoil the whole movie. Uh, but Simba is um, the son of Mufasa, and he is one of the kind of the biggest, the pivotal scene is Simba is trusting his uncle who places him in a vulnerable position in the middle of a gorge, and then trauma occurs to Simba. Uh, he ends up experiencing a, uh, what, what's it called, a herd of gazelle yeah, what were or what, 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 a stampede that's yeah. the word a stampede and then it of ends hyenas up, well the hyenas spur oh, right yeah the, or yeah Shoot. okay <laughs> these little de- little details we're forgetting it's okay it's been a long time since i've seen the movie <laughs> but essentially I, a herd of of gazelle or something come down the gorge and end up his father trying to rescue him ends up losing his life and so simba um 
feels shame. And the first words spoken to him by his uncle right after that are run away Simba and never return. And so Simba runs from the trauma and shame that he experiences and tries to forget. He grows up and becomes a man in the jungle where he hides his truth, his story, and pain. Wow. Mm. Who would have thought an animated movie could just pull on the heartstrings? Disney does it every time, man. Because they're great storytellers. They're great Honestly, storytellers. they know how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I think as us as adults, I think we forget that story is such a big deal. Right. Um, the biggest deal. Yeah, and we need to re- we need to realize that we we need to go back and return to our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the the phrase "run away and never return." We hear that as kids growing up. Your little Mikey heard that. Little mm-hmm. Sarah heard that. Mm-hmm. And as we grew up, it, it was about running away and never returning back to the places of our childhood that hurt us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're like me, Sarah, or if, if you're like me in the car, you might not even be able to remember memories of trauma or pain or hurt. Uh, you think back on your childhood and it maybe it was really, it was really good or really great, but it would be naive to think that that was just all that your story was, mm-hmm. was good and great because the odds are is, there was probably hurt. There was probably pain. Right. Somewhere, somehow, some way within your family of origin, um, something happened and did occur um, to cause pain and hurt. Um, that's what people do. Hurt people hurt people. And so I think for me, I think a lot of ways that I, I have decided to run away and never return back to those spots because if I went back, what if I can never get out? What if little? What if I went back and thought about little Mikey in those situations? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I know one of the reasons why I know there's trauma in my childhood is because when I think of little Mikey, I don't like. And, and Sarah, maybe think about this for yourself. But and, and if you're listening, think about this for yourself. What are the feelings that come up when you think of yourself mm-hmm. as a younger child? I am angry at little Mikey. I have contempt. Mm-hmm. I have frustration. Um, I'm, I'm violent verbally in my mind towards little Mikey. Like in a lot of ways, I would say the things that Mikey heard when he was a kid. I would say those to him as a 28 year old man. I would, I would mm-hmm. reiterate those um, and, 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 and say those again uh, to him. And I think, um, you know, I'm just, I kind of blame him for a lot of my problems as a 28 year old. So I see this little kid and I blame him. Uh, for for my issues Um, I don't know Sarah what do you yeah I mean I I can I have noticed that I say things to seventh grade Sarah that were said to seventh grade Sarah you know and I think I think one of the things that as we talk about trauma it's really um, maybe important to note um, is that trauma doesn't always have to be a capital T you know, I watched someone, my father be killed or I was sexually assaulted or whatever the case may be that those are, those are horrific and those are traumatic. Yes. But also we can be traumatized when our dad yells at us for making a a lower grade on a test than he thinks we should have or whatever. And so I, I do definitely see myself saying those things out of a place of trauma, um, to seventh grade Sarah. Yeah. And so as, as an adult now, we, we operate and function, and this affects our parenting. We parent from a place of the jungle, in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we parent um, from this place where we're hiding and running away, constantly striving to forget 
um, and to never go back to those childhood traumas. And this is a podcast saying, let's go back. Mm -hmm. Not alone, but together. Um, Let's do this um, together. So my question to you is, is where have you felt your trauma, where have you felt your pain, where have you felt your shame, and how are you coping, and how are you working, and, and that might be, I my goal is to never parent like my parents, mm-hmm. my goal is to do better than they did, my goal is to strive um, to be greater, um, and I will show my parents and my parenting how to really do it, maybe that's a motivation for you, um, I think a big motivation for me is, I'm going to parent, I want to parent really well, so that people see me, um, because I think little Mikey had a hard time being seen. Um, I had a lot of things provided for me. Um, I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I had all the basic middle class needs met. But one of the hardest parts for me was I kind of always felt lonely still. But I also didn't feel like I had a reason to feel lonely because I had everything met. Right. But then to think back and go, you know, just because those needs were met doesn't mean that you weren't lonely. Um, that doesn't mean that you didn't experience um, being looked over um, and not appreciated or delighted mm-hmm. in or celebrated. And I think that's something that I felt uh, in myself growing up as a child is uh, just this experience of of loneliness. Uh, and maybe that's you right now listening. Maybe that's you, Sarah. You've, you've mm-hmm. experienced that. Um, and I think for me, I parent from a place of, oh, you will see me. You will see me and you will know that Mikey Puckett, he's a good parent. Mm-hmm. I will make sure you see it. So imagine the kind of pressure that I'm putting on Trip at two years old to experience that. Right. Like his daddy is t- parenting him from a place of he wants everyone around to see that he's a good parent. And so when Trip Trip fails, Trip messes up, he steps into my shame cycle. Mm-hmm. And then I tra- I traumatize him. Him. That's that's kind of this yeah. is like the reason why we need to go back and we need to return. Um, so a great way, a test that we can do with you right now, um, and that Sarah is going to take you through is called the ACE test. It stands for adverse childhood experiences. And, um, it's essentially 10 questions. And, and so Sarah's going to ask you these questions. Uh, and if you answer yes to any one of these questions, uh, this would be an area that you might need to explore further, either with professional counseling or with a friend who deserves to hear your story. And so she's going to ask you these 10 questions. You can, we're actually on NPR.org, um, and we found it on there. Um, essentially, we just typed in ACE test, Googled it, and it came up, and we clicked on the NPR link, and we're going to take you through the test right now. So, Sarah, will you, you read us some of those questions? Absolutely. So I'm going to read these. There are 10 questions here. Um, and like Mikey said, if you answer yes to any of them, we would recommend, and we have, we have um, done this ourselves, recommend finding Um, someone who you trust to um, counsel you through these things. So the first question is, before your 18th birthday, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you, or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? The second question, these are all before your 18th birthday. Did a parent or another adult in the household often or very often push grab, slap, or throw something at you, or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured. Before your 18th birthday, were you touched or fondled, or um, did the older adult have you touch their body in a sexual way, or attempt to actually have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? 
before your 18th birthday? Did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other or support each other? Before your 18th birthday, did you often or very often feel that you did not have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take, care, take you to the doctor if you needed it? Before your 18th birthday, was a biological parent ever lost to you through divorce, abandonment, or another reason? Before your 18th birthday, was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her, or sometimes, often, or very often, kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, or ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or a knife. Before your 18th birthday, did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? Before your 18th birthday, was a household member depressed or mentally ill, or did a household member attempt suicide? And the last question, before your 18th birthday, did a household member go to prison? Wow. Those are just hard questions. Uh, even going through it myself, just remembering things is, 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 is pretty heavy. Um, and if you right now are remembering things, um, you know, maybe just take a moment to pause and to... Um, go back um, to your younger self and instead of being maybe angry and maybe mad or or reiterate uh, maybe the words that were said to you or the things that were done to you and be like you deserve that uh, maybe you just for once hold yourself imagine yourself holding your younger self um, and looking at them and saying I love you mm-hmm. I, I see you I know what you're going through I've been in your shoes. I think I think doing that would be just a good little exercise um, right now for you as a parent. Um, I think one of the hardest parts, too, is when you think about trauma. Um, usually you experience trauma in your household from the people you love the most. So you get hurt the most by the people you love the most. This is why it's so messy and complicated. This is why it's the spilt milk. This is why it's the mess. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we react to the spilt milk, we just come in with a quick rag and just sweep it up and mop it up and pretend like it never happened. But when it comes to this stuff with your family, that's we are saying let it, let it sit there. Mm-hmm. Let it be there. Point it out. Look at it. And actually engage um, with the mess. Um, and, and, you know, the spilt milk is just a funny little mm-hmm. title and, and idea and concept. And it's just a very small picture. But getting into that, and to um, actually sit there um, with your with yourself, with your younger self in the spilt milk um, in your family of origin so that when your kid spills the milk, when your kid makes the mistakes, when your kid uh, messes up, you have the tools, you have the ability to operate not out of shame, but out of vulnerability and out of the gospel and love. So if you said yes to any one of those questions, you n- should seek professional counseling at sevenrivers.org backslash counseling. We have awesome counselors. We have David. We have Rich. We have Lindsay. We have Marsha. Marsha. These people are incredible people, and they can handle Mm -hmm. 
any of this. All They can yeah. handle these pieces that you bring to them, and they're going to work with you through them. Mm-hmm. And so we just recommend for you diving into that. Listen, this is just... This is just the beginning, so we're just setting you up. This is going to keep going further and further, and I already feel it. Um, but we we are we're saying instead of you know Simba was told by his uncle, uh, run away Simba and never return. We're saying, um, come back home. Um, you are loved. You matter. Uh, so that's that's what we're doing. So this is this is it for us uh, for our first one. That's good. Let's let's do it. Let's All right. Thank it. you guys for listening. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Milk Podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Um, We would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, advice on how to podcast, <laughs> you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.